Welcome to You Are Being Tested, Do Not Worry, with Marie ZQ. Marie is a motivational speaker and author who has survived difficult challenges. And after she survived cancer, she began to think deeply about her purpose in the world and her calling. Her goal in life is to help others. You can learn more about Marie at MarieZQ.com. We invite you now to join Marie as she opens with what she is grateful for today. Well, hello. Thank you for tuning in to your being tested. Do not worry. My name is Marie Zitomo Quintanilla, but you can call me Marie Zikio. I'm laughing because I'm so excited to have our guest here today. Um, he's my best friend. He's my husband. He's hello. <laughs> oh my God! Well, that can you hear him? Can you hear him? Well, Jason can. Yes, yes. Jason Quintanilla, my husband, I call him my sweet husband. I really wanted to invite him for Love Day here with us, and I told him to behave himself uh, while he's here visiting. Um, I'm try. <laughs> and I invited him because a lot of you guys, every week on Saturdays, we get to share an interview all these wonderful guests. But today I wanted to interview Jason because um, I have a lot of friends that are always asking me, like, when am I going to meet my husband? When am I going to meet my wife? And, you know, I always tell them my journey was not easy. And I wanted to have Jason on so we can share not only our story, our love story, but also just to give you hope to if you're looking for a mate in 2021, that don't give up and don't feel that you're not going to meet that special person. Because sometimes you do have to kiss a lot of frogs before you get your prince or your king or your soulmate, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, Jason, I'm not going to do all that. Yeah, right. Jason, how are you, even though I saw you this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, yes. I told Jason, the producer here, I just love Jason's, um, that um, I didn't twist your arm to do this. You just, you were willing to do it. (laughs) No, that's right. Yes, yes. Well, Jason, I want to tell the listeners before I met you, I mean, they all know that I went through cancer and my whole life story, but they really don't really know the deep story about me, but because we're doing a love show, February 14th show, we I kind of want to just give them hope because I know that before I met you, I was losing hope. Like, I wrote a letter to God asking him, you know, thank you so much for saving me from cancer. But Lord, I just want to ask you to bring me a really handsome guy, the 6'3", really kind, smart, great credit, no kids, never been married, can you tell I memorized it? Um, <laughs> so I wrote this letter to God, Jason, and I know I told you this story, um, but the listeners have to hear it too. And so I just had faith and believed that he was gonna he was gonna bring you to me, Jason. Like I just knew that we were gonna meet, and everything that I wrote down in that letter, it was gonna happen. I even put a date on it, and I even put on the on the letter that I wanted you to ask me to move in and get married and have a child the whole nine yard okay but jason can you share with the listeners when i first asked you the questions like did you want to get married and i want you to share a little bit like what were you thinking because i know i asked you those questions on our first date well i mean we talked about it and for us things moved quickly and very quickly i think what my message would be that when you know it's right it is right. 
And what I'm saying by that is it's not that everything went perfectly, but I think that for me, I just felt a real connection right from the beginning. There, there weren't any games. You seemed like a person who was genuine and you were very clear when you communicated. So some of the things you said, I wasn't necessarily ready for. I really wasn't ready for having a family and I had resigned myself to just kind of living as a, a single man. I was very happy to do that, very content. But like I said, when it's right, it's right. I think that you had these very clear goals in mind, and you insisted upon them. And I think that when you're with the wrong person, and the wrong person insists upon marriage and a future and a family, then it's not going to work out. In one way or the other, there's going to be a breakup, or there's going to be an unhappy marriage. For me, you're talking about someone who did not want all of these things and wasn't looking for a future with a family, but I just knew, like, she is the one. And uh, that's, that's how it happened for us. I was willing to essentially break all of my rules because I felt so comfortable being with someone like you. I'd never met someone like you before. Oh, well, I have to say everything that I wrote down in that letter I got, I mean, the, and I do believe that God had everything to do with um, why we're together because I truly feel that even though I told you that I wanted kids, I wanted to get married, I could see in your face that was not really something that you were thinking about <laughs> or something that you wanted. But for some reason, I felt like he had everything to do with it because you were open to giving me those things later on. And we we and then five years later, we're happy and thank God. And we're still, we have a daughter that's just, I mean, when I look at her, I think of you because she looks just like you. Um, but I i just want my listen, or listeners to know that, you know, sometimes we do have to trust and we do have to believe, even when we don't see it. Because sometimes when you're dating, you feel that maybe you're asking God questions like, am I going to meet that person? Is it because I didn't meet you, Jason, until I was like 37. So it wasn't like God just gave me everything that I wanted right away. Um, so he waited. I, I, had to be, I had to be patient. Even though I wrote him a letter, I had to be patient. And it wasn't going to be on my time. It was on his time. Um, but I never gave up hope. I never not believed that one day I was going to meet a guy like you, Jason, like everything that I wanted, all the good qualities that you have, you know? Can I cut you off for a second? Yeah, go ahead. So there's, there's two things you said that we have talked a lot about since we've been together. One of those things is there is a plan, and it's not necessarily always your plan. So a person who is a godly person has to know that while you might have the best of intentions, and you might have really put a lot of time and energy and effort into the planning of your life, God might have a separate plan. and You have to be open to accepting when there's a difference between what I actually want what I think I want and what God knows is right for me. And in my case, that definitely applies because, like I said, everyone who knew me before I met you, they all would say the same thing. Jason's never getting married. He doesn't want those things. He doesn't want a child, so on and so forth. And that was real. But it's, it's kind of like in the Bible when they say, God struck my heart. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like it felt right. And all of those thoughts that I had, they just washed away rather easily. So even in the beginning when we were just starting out, I just had this growing sense every day that I just think that I'm going to be married. Like, this is the one I'm going to marry, and I'm going to have a child with her, and so on and so forth. But I also wanted to talk about 
some things that are a little bit off of your agenda. I know you want to have a show about Valentine's Day, but <laughs> when <laughs> when we when we talk about your show and how well your show is doing, I wanted the listeners to understand that Marie is the real deal, and everything you say and do is is from the heart. And when you talk about how the basic thread of your show is to encourage people to overcome their challenges, I don't think people know just how deep your challenges have been. Because um, you don't really talk about it, and you seem so happy. So I want to ask you a question. Yay. When you were, when, <laughs> when, I know you're not used to being interviewed, but... Yeah, this is this is not right. <laughs> your, your early childhood. Yes. In your early childhood. Yes. You went through something that I think a lot of people just it would be very hard for them to overcome. Yeah. And what am I talking about? Well, as when I was two, almost three years old, um, of course, my father was very um, driven by education, and I'm so proud of him. He wanted to go to school here in the United States. I'm originally from West Africa, born and raised. Um, so he was able to come here to go to school. And my mother at the time had me and my sister, my youngest sister, who was barely, I think, a year old, and I was almost three. Um, so she couldn't really afford it financially to raise two girls by herself since my dad had to come to um, travel here to go to school. Um, so I was, she had a really hard decision to make. Um, so she gave me to my aunt to raise me um, from the age two years old to all the way down to nine. Um, but between those years, now that I have my daughter, I think those are the times that a little girl or a little boy really needs um, their mother. Um, so during that time, I, thanks Jason for making, <laughs> for asking me such a hard question. <laughs> I'm like almost in tears. Um, so during that time, I really, I knew I had a mother somewhere. I knew my aunt was my aunt, but I really never met her. Um, and I grew up thinking, you know, maybe they left me because I wasn't good enough. Maybe there was something wrong with me. Um, and, you know, with kids being kids, my nieces, my cousins and around me would say things like, your parents didn't want you, that's why they left you. And, you know, so I grew up thinking, you know, one day I'm going to become someone so I can show them that, you know, I'm good enough. So it always felt like I needed to prove myself to my mother or my father. But what I realized is, you know, it was it was hard. It was really hard for me. It took me years to forgive uh, and move forward. And I forgive for myself, so I'm able to be the best Marie that I can be to my daughter and to my husband and everybody else in my community, everybody else around me. So um, I just came to a point where I realized, you know, I have to think that maybe my mother didn't have enough to take care of me, and it's okay. At least she was honest enough to say, you know, I need help. Can somebody help me? But as a child, I really did not understand how a mother could leave her child uh, with someone at age two and not come back until they're almost going on 10 years old. But, um, but you know, yeah, so it took me years, Jason, to... And, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. And when we used to talk about these things, in the beginning of our relationship, I, I couldn't understand it myself. A lot of it I couldn't understand. And yeah. still to this day, I have trouble understanding elements of the story. One of those elements being 
I always question, like, how could you fully forgive your parents? But I'm asking that from my perspective because I didn't grow up that way. I had pretty much everything given to me. And uh, I had a lot of support, a lot of attention. And so because I was raised that way, it's hard for me to understand how someone could be raised in such a, a disparate fashion. But I have seen it. I mean, I've seen you with your mom. And it does seem like there's a pretty good relationship there. It does seem like there's a lot of forgiveness. So that's what I want the listeners to know about you is that you're not preaching. You're not talking about things that you don't know about. You've lived through a great deal of hardship. But the way you've come through it, you act as though, like, I don't understand how you can do that. How do you (laughs) act? I mean, you are a happy person. You've always been a joyous person. How do you have so much joy when you've gone through so much tragedy? I haven't gone through even half of the tragedy you've gone through. How do you have such a a chipper demeanor? Well, uh, now when I think about my life is that, like I told you, I'm so glad you met me, Jason, when I was 37 because, you know, I feel that all these experiences that I've been through in hardship really made me who I am more compassionate, more soft, more caring, because even you, I treat you different because of my struggles that I've been through. Um, So that way, you don't feel hurt. You don't feel that I don't pay attention to you, or you don't feel that I don't um, value you because of my story um, really has made me who I am today. Um, So I just feel that when, instead of focusing on my story, but I focus more on the blessings that God has given me now. Like, for example, you, uh, where you're there by my side. I mean, we talk for hours at a time. I mean, we can talk all day. <laughs> you, I can share anything with you, and I trust okay, you. Okay, well, then let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Because you do share a lot of things, and you have a lot of funny stories. And I think that uh, on the show, you talk about this, this idea of trying to encourage people to overcome their challenges. And you're very dedicated to that message. But you also mentioned that you were a different person prior to getting cancer. Would you mind talking a little bit? Because I think this is funny. I know you don't like talking about this, but (laughs) just would you mind sharing a little bit about what do you mean by that when you say you were a different person? Let's say when you were like 21 or 24, what were you like back then? Well, tell I, the truth. yeah, I'm going to tell the truth. God, if I lied, and you're going to confront me when I get home. That's so. right, because I'm going to get you. Yeah. To you, so. <laughs> I'm listening. Small businesses need support now more than ever to stay afloat. Our very own Marie, from You Are Being Tested, Do Not Worry, helps business owners keep their doors open as a human capital management consultant in the Los Angeles metropolitan area. She consults with businesses to stay compliant on all aspects of both federal and state laws. When COVID-19 hit America, Marie helped to rapidly interpret the evolving legislation. She analyzes your company processes to understand your business demands in order to provide a recommendation that meets your organizational goals. Call 310-722-4364 to schedule your virtual meeting with Marie ZQ today. That's 310-722-4364. We also wanted to inform our dedicated listeners that our show is offering two businesses a sponsorship opportunity from January 1st to July 1st, 2021. Promote your services on the KKLA radio station. Now is a time when people are looking for a motivational message of inspiration, as well as services to help them along their path. 
If your company is interested in being the official show advertising sponsor, please reach out by email at thetest at mariezq.com. Please reach out by email at thetest at mariezq.com. That's thetest at mariezq.com. Before I, before I went through everything that I went through, cancer, losing my home, losing my job, but all at once, I was really self-driven. Like, I was like, God, I look good. You know, you know, I have, you know, I take care of myself. All, all I have to do is make all this money. And uh, I was really about self. Like, how, how much money can I make? How much success I can bring to my life? And how I can use my beauty, you know, like my brain all at once. Um, but what I realized is when I lost my hair, my eyebrows through cancer and the, everything that I, I thought that was so important, I finally humbled myself. I, God took me all the way down to not having hair, eyebrows, and losing everything. And I think God, I got it all back. But that moment, it humbled me. It made me feel that, Marie, your hair is not what defines you. Your eyebrows is not what defines you. Your beauty is not what defines you. It's who you are how you treat others, how you talk to others, how you make others feel when you are in their surroundings, how, what do they say or feel about you when you leave. So I realized that that's more important than uh, Marie that looks so great and takes care of herself and, you know, that, that's motivated, that's driven. That's all great. But who is Marie? Is Marie in this world to be a blessing, or is Marie all about just Marie? And what can Marie get from others? And I also think that that's part of why I like your show, and I think other people, when I hear about how they've complimented your show, it's there's something that you have on the inside that I think a lot of people don't have, but they, they really need it. It's the ability to take a tragic event or a series of tragic events and turn it into a reflecting moment, and then turn that reflecting moment, and obviously it's not just one moment, but to transform those thoughts into action and, and become a new person, a better person. Like, uh, I, I always love when you talk privately about the way you used to behave. Compared to the <laughs> Thanks, way you are Jason. Now. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference, and you just seem like you have come out better. Thank you, Jason. I mean, it means so much to me to hear you say this because, you know, I look at you and I think, God, this guy is like smart and handsome and tall and a great dad and a great husband. I really respect you in every level. And for you to even give me half of that respect, I'm grateful to be with someone like you. And I'm thankful that God has brought you in my life. And I feel that my life is better because you you are in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <And> just, <laughs> to continue the thought, yeah. um, I, I think, like, again, the thing that I marvel at when I hear your show, mm-hmm. and it's not just you, it's also a lot of your listeners, too. They, they have that resilient quality. Mm-hmm. It, I, I couldn't do that. I think that when I hear about some of the things you went through, and you've already mentioned two of the big ones. I mean, those are probably the two biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Going through cancer and having to deal with abandonment issues with your family, I don't think I have that. Like, I think that would have crippled me. I, I just think that 
the world really would be a much better place if more people could have your attitude that when something so negative happens in your life and it becomes a transformative moment, it doesn't have to be a life-defining moment. It can be a transformative moment where you take the issue and use it to make yourself better. Amen. Whereas for someone like me, for whatever, I guess it's one of my flaws, I suppose, I don't think I could respond very well to suffering through cancer. Um, I don't think I could respond very well to having parents who had that issue with me. So I just think it's, it's amazing that there are people like you who can actually take a negative and turn it into such an overwhelming positive. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, the things that you're good at is things that I wish I had. I mean, God, there's so much about you that's great. Like, you're very intelligent. I mean, God, I'm just like, there isn't a subject that you don't know about. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and um, and I just feel that he, when he picked my partner for me, he picked the right person because everything that I'm weak at, you're good at. So I think it's a great partnership. And I've seen you uh, really throughout the, the or marriage, you just have become more compassionate. For example, I didn't even tell you this when you came up to me and said, I want to give to someone that we know. And, you know, and it was really, it made my heart smile when I heard you say that. Because when I first met you, you, you would never say, let's write somebody a check to help them. <laughs> well, I, you're making me uncomfortable now. Remember, yeah, I'm sorry. The Bible says, yeah. <laughs> not supposed to talk about when you give to other people. But, but I know, I know. But I, I, I want to tell you that there's so much about you that I admire. And um, I want the listeners to know there's so much that I respect and admire about you. And even the things that I'm good at, you are just, every day I'm just like, wow, he's, he's, he's perfect for me. He's the perfect partner. So I just want you to know that you are truly respected and honored. And, and I'm, I thank God every day that he brought you to me, to my life. So, and well, I didn't pick you. And thank you for saying those things. <laughs> But uh, I know that originally we wanted to talk about about Valentine's Day, and you were using the word perfect. Would you would you say then that uh, this is gonna be a hard question? Mm -hmm. Would you say that our marriage is perfect? No, I think there's times where you want. Hey. No, I'm just I'm being honest because I don't want people to think that. But the most important thing is we have love for each other, so we don't go to bed mad at each other. So I think that the listeners have to know that even when God blesses you with a partner, that you have to do your part too, you know, like doing the little things to make each other happy, like grabbing your coffee on the weekends when you're asleep, making you breakfast on the weekends, things to bring you happiness. So together we're making each other happy. I would agree, and I think that that's important for, it's more for young people. I think middle-aged people, older people, they understand that these truths are, are pretty obvious, but for younger people, you probably go into a relationship expecting perfection. You really shouldn't do that. It's, it's more like what you said. If you trust in the relationship and trust in your partner, of course you're going to have ups and downs, but the point is because you love that person and because you're there for the right reasons, you're going to get through those downs. And it's never going to be perfect. That's impossible. But you're going to have the love and the respect that's required to make for a happy and, and fruitful marriage. Yes. Well said, my sweet Jason Quintanilla. 
I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. And I just, I'm so grateful, thankful for all more of the years to come. Thank you so much, Jason, for being our guest. Thanks for having me. I love you. I love our daughter. And uh, let's let's have a great year. Everyone, all the listeners and uh, everyone who's a fan of Marie, thank you for tuning into the show. Thank you, Jason. You're listening to You're Being Tested. Do not worry. The show encompasses the truth behind the struggles everyone goes through in life and how faith will help anyone get past life's challenges. Listeners can contact Marie by sending an email to thetest at mariezq.com. That's thetest at mariezq.com. Join our Facebook group called You Are Being Tested or connect with Marie directly at her personal Facebook page at Marie Cecile Zutomu Quintanilla. You can follow our Twitter page at You're Being Tested. That's Y-O-U-R Being Tested. And follow us on Instagram at You Are Being Tested. And for more inspirational and motivational advice, subscribe to Marie's YouTube channel at Marie ZQ.